0: This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State. My name is Marissa. I'm one of your hosts, and I am joined by my co-host, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Marissa. How's it going? It's going really well. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Yeah. Uh, Can't complain. Knock on wood. Haven't been ill this month, so (laughs) we're hoping to ride that out.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'll knock on wood for you for that one. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So we're going to kick off this episode today for everybody listening. Um, we At Only in Your State, we have a few different things that happen each year. One of them in particular was the Small Town Getaways, which is what this season of the podcast is based off of. Another one that we, another feature, editorial feature that we have for OnlyInYourState.com is our small business spotlight, which just launched. For anybody that is familiar with OnlyInYourState.com, you likely already know we feature a ton of different businesses, usually small businesses, local businesses, attractions, Uh, the hidden gem spots. And for this particular series, we've spotlighted 20 businesses across the country of all different types and sizes. We've got a bourbon distillery in there. We've got a fire roasted corn food truck in Birmingham. Uh, You name it, we pretty much have it. So uh, Sarah, do you have a favorite part about this small business spotlight series?
1: Well, this is our second year doing it and I am just really happy that we've embraced highlighting not only the small businesses but the people behind the businesses as well and maybe their philosophies or their background, their history because even though we do love to feature all of these great businesses and places across the United States, I would love to see more and more about the business owners, their families and maybe their, you know, journey To the business. So I think it's been great to do that. And our writing team has done a wonderful job reaching out to businesses and, you know, just kind of getting, you know, the down low like what's going on? What's your proudest moment or what's your focus? And I think that's just incredible. And I can't wait to see what we discover in 2023.
0: I agree. I think even just the interactive map that I was playing around with uh, really makes such a huge difference when you want to hone in on a particular region or area and yeah. see what small businesses are there. Uh, I think that's really neat. And what could be cool maybe down the road is integrating this into the Not Your Average Bucket List podcast, maybe even speaking to these some of these small business owners uh, and really getting like an in- in-depth conversation with them about what makes their business tick and uh, maybe even getting some tidbits about where to visit around their business. Absolutely, and honestly,
1: even if you know of a business that you are just super passionate about or think we should feature and we haven't yet, even use this podcast, you know, um, number or or contact email and let us know because even though we are focused on our season of small town getaways like you said Marissa i feel like in future it would be fantastic to actually talk to some business owners and get the word out because i know very well that sometimes that you know monthly roi or annual roi it's like so close for businesses and they struggle to you know actually maintain success or actually survive after the first initial years so i would love to give any sort of help we can to feature some great businesses and if that's a little extra foot traffic or you know online orders or whatever it is i would love to help and you know really shine a light on the best businesses in the us
0: definitely i agree i think especially when the time comes for holiday shopping you know giving these small businesses uh, a bit more of your attention can go a really mm-hmm. long way for a small business in particular, so uh, that's something to keep in mind for for people too. Getting out there, yeah. holiday shopping, doing your thing. It's so it's so
1: easy to fall into the trap of only shopping big box stores or these large online like repository of like products, but if you really do seek out these small businesses and, you know, whether you're at a convention or an expo and you pick up their card
0: and you remember it, like absolutely go back and purchase during the holidays. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. It's, it's easy sometimes just to, you know, come across a couple of gifts and click the mouse and be done with it. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, like that's the, Mm -hmm. that's the easy part, but uh, sometimes I just go to local farmers markets too and see maybe they don't even have these small businesses don't even have a brick and mortar. Maybe yeah. they just have a you know a market stand and they're they're making their own stuff and you know everybody deserves support so absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So segueing into uh small town getaways this episode, we are heading up to the Pacific Northwest to Port Townsend, Washington, and this one was a fun one, I think, for me to research, not just because I love the Pacific Northwest, but this place looks pretty darn cool.
1: Oh, Uh, my gosh. Yes. like
0: (laughs) I just feel like you can't beat it.
1: I am so excited about this spot, and I'm actually not familiar for, with the Pacific Northwest. I've never visited. I've always wanted to, but every time I'm out west, I'm either in California or driving through the deserts. But I've never actually mm. made it up to Washington. So I was incredibly excited. I almost want this to be my first visit in the Pacific Northwest. It's yeah, yeah it looks great.
0: I agree. I I really have not spent much time in Washington at all. If anything, it was I was in Oregon a lot um, drove through Washington, but did not give it enough time. And that's something I always regretted. Uh, I mean, there's still time in my life. Thank goodness. Absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, Port Townsend just looks like such a cool place and, uh, the history too. I mean, it's, it's just like such a unique spot. Did you have any, like, what were your initial thoughts about Port Townsend?
1: So I, uh, (laughs) whenever I first started researching it, um, I saw that it looked like a town frozen in time and with all the Mm. Victorian buildings and all these different things that were featured um, for like seasonal events. So, you know, Port Townsend has a wooden boat festival, a kinetic sculpture race, a redundant, Mm. Rodundron festival. And what struck me was like, is this straight out of a Wes Anderson movie? And I kid you not, I found a site called accidentallywesanderson.com and Port Townsend is is listed. I'm like, yep, this checks out. I'm into
0: it. I love it. Wow. That tracks. Yes, very on Mm -hmm. brand, I would say. Yep. Um, But everything you just named is, I think, what I got such a kick out of with this place is because it has all of these really quirky things going on. Oh like, yeah. in terms of events outside of just it being considered a Victorian town with all of these beautiful houses, uh, mm-hmm. it's just got got like weird stuff throughout the year that sets it apart. I feel like from any other place we've talked about so far.
1: Yeah, and there is no shortage of events and festivals and things you can do and see. And I just feel like it's such a unique place. And like you said, it's quirky. It has its own unique vibe. And I don't think I would find another town like it
0: <laughs> on my yeah, own, really. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I think, first of all, in terms of geography, it's located at the northeastern tip of the Olympic Peninsula on the Puget Sound, which mm-hmm. I think that in, in and of itself, it's just like like if you look at a map, you're just kind of a little bit, uh, it's just this little pocket of of land that's almost in, like, an upside-down golf club shape, I guess I would say. Uh,
1: oh, what I discovered, um, but based on this location, I, I didn't know the term before, but it's in the rain shadow of the Olympic Mountains, mm-hmm. which I didn't know what that was. Oh, me neither. What what does that mean? So basically, whenever a uh, an area that is near a mountain range on the – so let's say on one side of the mountain range, it is drier than the surrounding regions – because it's in this rain shadow of the Olympic mountains. So it's an area that has like significantly reduced rainfall behind the mountain region. So it's almost like the mountains scrape up all of the weather and it
0: gets less rainfall. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Are you a, are you a fan of, of rain and, or like rainy cities and overcast weather?
1: Uh, So in moderation, I love the change of seasons. Whenever I was out West, I really missed having thunderstorms and mm. it's, it's a whole vibe right yeah. like i just want to be cozy and have rainfall and feel all snuggled up but uh if it was i don't know i i say this because i li- i grew up in ohio which you always hear like oh you know seattle must be so rainy and all this mm. rainfall whatever and actually where i was in ohio had uh i think statistically like the same amount of rainy days as seattle so oh, wow. <laughs> i grew up having gray skies and all that so I don't mind it, but it does wear on me. Yeah. How about yourself?
0: Um, yes, I do. I like that kind of brooding, misty weather. I've always been a fan of it. I, just because I'm, you know, it. I don't know. I like being indoors. I like uh, mm-hmm. a book and a fireplace and not having any plans or needing to go outside. And I feel like rainy days really lend to a great excuse to just stay inside. Um, oh, I love it. yeah.
1: It's like that cozy feeling, you know? Like yes. you, you don't need to go anywhere. You can just vibe and hang out,
0: right. Yeah. Picture me trying to recreate this in Miami, Florida, which uh, you know, I always <laughs> yeah, get those I mean, sideways glances with my sweatshirts anyway. but, <laughs> um, yeah, so I was I was that's really interesting to hear because I also assumed that it would just be incredibly wet and rainy being that close to Seattle because Port Townsend is uh, roughly about two hours, give or take from Seattle. So I just assumed the weather would always be a little wet and overcast.
1: Yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's a lot drier. uh, And it is in that little Wes Anderson bubble um, where it's, uh, you know, it's not as wet and has a lot of cool things happening. The buildings are amazing. Um, According to, us actually uh, at onlynearstate.com. We claim that Port Townsend is one of the most haunted places. I will say, hyperbole aside, I do think <laughs> that the amount of historic buildings and the unique history of the area do lend itself to a somewhat creepier vibe if you're coming from a, that angle. Um, So the older structures in the city, like the, I think Manresa Castle is known for being haunted, and the Palace Hotel has a haunted history. So I do think that, yeah, this definitely could have the vibe of, you know, having some darker history, but to me, it's just charming as all get out. So it's hard to see it in that light. Right.
0: Yeah. I I was thinking the same thing, just uh, looking back on the history. Back in the mid-1800s, people that were planning the town, they really anticipated this port to be the busiest in the state because of its location in Puget Sound so when it was being built they they wanted it to be this hub for both um you know tourism which is why they had the uh, these victorian homes built and then uh just other than that obviously commerce but mm-hmm. uh, the railroad, when the railroad came through, it pushed the tracks to Seattle instead of Port Townsend. And it just kind of left behind these beautiful Victorian homes that are, most of which are still standing today.
1: Yeah, it is. It's kind of a tragedy in a way. I mean, almost a romantic tragedy, but it was, you know, nicknamed the Key City. It was going to, they had big, big plans for Port Townsend. And yeah, would it, it would make sense that given its location on the Puget Sound, that it would be just as big as Tacoma or Seattle. But yeah, the Northern Pacific Railroad, by the time I think it came time to actually build a connector to the city, the boom was over, it wasn't connected by rail, and then the town was just kind of frozen and shrank.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame, Uh, like you said. I do think that now it's become this sort of quirky town- uh, hub where people congregate and actually I guess maybe that's why they they host all of these really unique events throughout the year is maybe to draw more folks in uh, that wouldn't mm-hmm. normally you know visit or stray from Seattle or maybe haven't even heard of it because there are a lot of different towns right on the water towns and cities on the water in Washington so like maybe these really quirky fun things and, and events are what Port Townsend is trying to set itself apart with versus these other areas.
1: The fact that you can tout it as a Victorian seaport and arts community, I think that alone is like, yeah, this is a different kind of place. So I agree with that completely, like its own niche.
0: Yeah, definitely. Also USA Today named it one of the 10 best small town food scenes in the country, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do think that there's in in terms of things to do in in the town like I I I always I mentioned the annual events like the wooden boat festival and all that. But also there's a, a maritime center, the Fort Warden Historical State Park, um an artillery museum, art galleries galore. Uh I think there's actually a pretty um a pretty stable organization that runs these events throughout the year. And yeah, that's their focus is, hey, let's get people to this town. We'll have all of these fun, quirky things happening. Um, and there's even like an art walk
0: the first Saturday of every month. So mm. it's just,
1: I feel like there's endless things you can really do in this town.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I Mentioning uh, Fort Warden and the uh, Puget Sound Coast Artillery Museum, those were actually fans of the film, An Officer and a Gentleman, will recognize Port Townsend and those places. The oh, many yeah. scenes in the film were shot there. That is so,
1: I mean, it does have an iconic look. I feel you yeah. don't even have to create a set, it just
0: is unique in and of itself. Agreed. Yes. So we mentioned the Victorian homes. This is basically what Port Townsend is really known for, I would say. And there's over 300. Victorian style homes that are still standing today. Um mm-hmm. and you know what I was trying I was trying to look for and maybe uh someone listening can can write in or call in. I really wanted to know how many of these Victorian homes go all out for Halloween. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that just be ideal? You have to imagine.
1: Yeah. That would be amazing. Like, and really, finding a city with such history that is on the west coast compared to say New England, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's much older and more established. But
0: I think it's just so unique to find it on the west coast like that. Yeah, I agree. And so you mentioned uh, the wooden boat festival. So uh, and also the uh, the what was the other one? The kinetic. Sculpture, yeah, yes. kinetic,
1: which I'm not even sure what that would entail—the kinetic sculpture race.
0: Yeah, so I was looking at a couple of photos. It looks wild in the best possible way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm assuming people just make their own kinetic sculptures and kind of race them around. That would be my. It's great guess. Yeah, it's kind of like old school boxcar racing, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. Um, so basically, with a couple of those festivals. I know that they take place in late summer, early fall-ish. That's kind of what I found to be the time of year to visit. Just for people that are looking for really cool, unique things to do, I would say July, August, September, I found there are three different music festivals, a county fair, the Wooden Boat Festival. That's like the time of year where people just celebrate, I guess, you know, the end of the summer season and have a blast. Yeah, was it
1: I will say that the uh the average highs like throughout the year it goes from 46 in January to like 45 in December and the average is like 58. Like to me that's that's kind of ideal weather, right? In the yeah. 50s and 60s, you can wear whatever you want. It's a little bit gloomy, like but yeah, I agree the um all the festivals tend to happen I think between like May to yeah, October or so. Um I do think there is a, oh gosh. So yeah, the 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 dock, uh, wasn't there a, um, a music festival on the docks? Uh, oh. What was that called? Oh, the, the Summer Long Concert on the Docks series. Yeah, that starts in the summer.
0: Cool. And
1: goes throughout, yeah. Um, but there's actually really a ton of stuff going on, like you said. So the Olympic Music Festival, the Centrum's Jazz, Port Townsend, mm-hmm. Soundcheck Music and Arts, the Acoustic Blues Festival, mm. the Film Festival. There's just, there's honestly so much. The Artisan Food Festival
0: in May. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to do. There is. For a town that has about 10,000 people, I feel like there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not only that, but it's so close
1: to Olympic National Park, the Ho Rainforest, and Ruby mm. Beach. Um, there. I know that's outside of the town but you're have close proximity to some really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think even, you know, road tripping from Seattle, you have to go what, southwest north. Uh mm-hmm. so even that just you can make a whole road trip out of it and end there, which might be a g- yeah. good idea for a road trip actually. <laughs> yeah, see you have enough time to jet on out and then do a nice Washington road trip. Yeah. I feel like I, I've never been to Seattle. I've always wanted to to visit Seattle. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's one of those, uh, that's one of the places that while I was traveling, I always wanted to go, but for some reason, I never made it up that far north, which was such a shame. Yeah, it's definitely on my
1: list of US places to visit. It's Absolutely bananas to me how much time I've spent traveling, but I'm either doing repeat cities mm. or traveling abroad. I need to spend a lot more time ticking off my to-do list in the U.S.
0: Definitely. I think just what's so cool about Seattle is um, just all – I mean, obviously, besides the gloomy weather, which I love, is the uh, the people who live on houseboats there, and that's a totally normal oh. thing, which I just <laughs> find so fascinating. Yep. It is – it's wild to me and
1: takes me back to, you know, oh God, I don't know which Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie, but one of yes. them, I'm Sleepless sure. in Seattle. I forget which one. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the one. That would be it. Yeah. Um, discovering that houseboats were a thing was from that movie. I'm like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> is, this, is this like desirable? Is it right. not? I mean,
0: yes. I just picture, you know, like opening the sliding glass door to my houseboat. And my dog just runs and jump dock dives off into the water. Oh my god. You would do that every morning. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about our perfect day in Port Townsend. I'm really excited to hear what you've found because there's just so many cool and weird things um that I feel like you probably came up with a really stellar itinerary. So if you want to kick us off with a perfect day in Port Townsend, Washington.
1: All right. Let's see. Hashtag accidentally Wes Anderson. Uh, <laughs> so I think I would actually stay at in the Fort Warden State Park at the Alexander's Castle. So mm. it is a quaint loft cottage with a fireplace and water views. And I'm just thinking, cozy, light a fire, chill out. Mm. It's a mini cottage castle. For a Wes Anderson weekend, starting in my day in front of the fire, having a drink, listening to the water, just absolute vibes nice. the entire time. And then I think in the morning, I would explore Fort Warden on foot. Um, I will have to say I'd probably be mainly focused on the abandoned Fort Warden turn of the century bunkers. That is just such up my alley. I could spend all day just discovering, exploring each and every one. Mm-hmm. I'm just, if I was... little bit more brave i I would have this whole urban exploration side hobby but this is like you're allowed to go and explore them so i think Mm. i would do that um and then i would have breakfast at better living through coffee and that's a like a a beachside uh coffee spot so enjoy my breakfast and coffee right there with picnic tables on the beach so i'd probably be going to the park pretty early since i'm sleeping there in the in the cottage Mm. um and then I would take the Puget Sound Express for a half-day half day tour for whale watching. Ooh. I've never done that. And it's a little bit scary. I mean, orcas are just giant murderous dolphins. Beautiful, <laughs> but scary. Um, so I think I'd want to do that and just get that out of the way. Um, come back, have a quick lunch at Owl Spirit Cafe, which seems very artsy and fun and just it, it seems like it has great reviews. So I do that. And then I'd want to try and do a bit of a cider route outside of Port Townsend. So there's uh, um, the Eagle Mount Cidery, uh, I think Fire, Finn River. Just kind of like do a quick little tour, not nothing too extensive, and try some cider and wine. But then I'd end the day by going to a – by booking a soak and sauna suite at Soak on the Sound. Just sort of like – yeah, just have like a nice relaxing evening and you can get like this private suite so you can use, you know, like the little like hot tub and the sauna and just relax and have some wine and then if I visit in the summer, going to go to a concert on the dock but then sneak away to the In Between, which is a speakeasy with cocktails and tapas and I just love speakeasies. I don't mm. know. I'm just like in that demographic where if you put something behind a bookshelf or tell me there's a password, <laughs> I want to visit. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the day. It's a long day, but there's so much to visit. No, i have to great. pack it all in.
0: Yeah. The speakeasy alone, I feel like I- Right? I, yes. <laughs> there is something very uh, alluring about a speakeasy, especially one with a hidden entrance. I just, oh, yeah. You got to love that. Yep. I remember there was one- when i was in barcelona on a family trip there was a huge speakeasy behind it was like a butcher shop and oh nice yeah you're just looking through the glass windows and it just looks like a bunch of cured meat hanging and that's it and then you kind of open the center door which looks like a refrigerator and you go into this huge speakeasy with like the, oh. the coolest cocktails it was just such an experience <laughs> nice yeah.
1: See, for looky-loos like me, I'd see Iberican ham and be like, wait, what? And then all the cool people would be going through the fridge, and I'm like, no, wait. But where's the
0: ham? Wait, is this ham for sale? <laughs> right. I love that so much. Um, yeah, that was great. That was a great trip. I don't think we have anything that is the same on our perfect day. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I'm know. I'm so excited. Okay. Yes. I was going to put the those abandoned tunnels on my itinerary, but- I just don't think I'm brave enough. I I really don't, so yeah, I'd like to think so, but no. Um, so I'm starting off at Hudson Point Cafe and uh, just breakfast, coffee, and actually you could take it to go. There's a nearby park that is the Chetsamoka Park, and uh, they recommend kind of grabbing food and sitting, uh, watching the water and having a little picnic. So, nice. I figured I'd sit there, fuel up a little, maybe see a whale or two. Which <laughs> would be great. Maybe. Yeah. Um and then from there I'd head over to Point Wilson Lighthouse, which I just think lighthouses mm-hmm. are so cool and it's right at yeah. the entrance to the Puget Sound. It's one of the 19 US lighthouses that are still standing on the on the sound, which seems like a lot. Uh but yeah. little slice of history oh
1: very nice
0: yeah Yeah. dates back to the late 1800s which i thought was pretty cool i will say it does look very iconic like yeah on a postcard i know it's perfect i love lighthouses i just think you know it like they were so functional providing aid for ships but also just like architecturally what a cool structure Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah from there i'm gonna go to the marine science center and uh, I just thought it would be cool because I'm so used to marine life in Florida. It would be nice to see what West Coast marine life would be like and just kind of how they compare. I thought that would be neat to lear- yeah. learn some things, uh, and the Science Center also has one of the only fully articulated orca whale skeletons in the entire country. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so That's that personally sounds terrifying, but fascinating. <laughs> it's like everybody else has T Rexes; we have an Orca whale. <laughs> Amazing. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, from there, I found an old school hole in the wall restaurant known as CJ's Cafe C S E A. And oh, love it! Yeah, okay. <laughs> really simple food. It's just no frills. They specialize in fish and chips, uh, and mm, and milkshakes. Okay. So, I just feel like that's a cool you know small business that uh it develops like a cult following in Port Townsend, so also fish and chips yep. are great. you can't go wrong there and then uh, I'm spending the night at the Palace Hotel, which you mentioned might be haunted, which uh I don't know how I feel about that yet, but
1: well, I think it used to be uh a brothel called the Palace Suites,
0: yes. Um- Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's pretty iconic in town. It it was a brothel. It was a billiard parlor. It was a saloon. Um, and it's kind of just retained the same charm over the years. I want to say too, it was uh, it was built by like an old sea captain for it was like twenty eight thousand dollars or something, and and then eventually it, it became a brothel. And so the story goes. Wow, I mean. even back in that time, that sounds like a lot. Right, yeah. Yeah, and it's just kind of one of those buildings that has withstood the test of time, which I love things like that. I feel like definitely have to have some sort of hauntings uh, there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's it. That is my perfect day in poor towns in Washington.
1: Wow, I feel like this might be the first perfect day where ours are completely unique. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, which... Honestly, it's not surprising to me because I did find, just compared to other places that we've talked about, Port Townsend just has so much going on at any given moment. Oh, it really is. Yeah. yeah. So just, and also like everything you talked about in your perfect day, I haven't even, I didn't even hear about any of those places. Yeah. Honestly, same. I mean, aside from the brothel, but yeah. <laughs> right. <all> right. <laughs> yeah. But that just goes to show that. Some of these places, these small towns that we're featuring, you can create your own itinerary. You can, you know, have multiple days to explore and still mm-hmm. not see it all, which I think makes fun.
1: I mean, if anything, it's the perfect weekend in Port Townsend. Take both of our itineraries. You'll have a swell time. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
1: If you're ready to take on this adventure with us, exploring the best small town getaways across the United States, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform
0: you use. Only in your state is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the US. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to OnlyInYourState.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.